The Healing Word program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Prayer is that which moves the hand of God. And when we pray in faith, God honors that prayer. And it's the Word of God that builds us up in the faith. We welcome you to The Healing Word. This is a ministry of the Largo Community Church. Today we're concluding the series titled, A New Level of Prayer, with the message, Kingdom, Power, and Glory. Let's go to Pastor Jack Morris, who will introduce today's message. It's a joy to be with you again today. Now this is the last message in the series entitled, A Higher Level of Prayer, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Friend, God's done great things for us. Let's praise the Lord, for He is worthy of all praise. Thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Hear the message, worship the Lord, and experience great victory in your soul. Kingdom, power, and glory. This is the last in the series, and this is the sixth sermon a new level of prayer. I hope and pray, I really do, that you and I have been lifted to a new level of prayer. Prayer is just about everything, is it not? Prayer is that which moves the hand of God. And when we pray in faith, God honors that prayer. And it's the word of God that builds us up in the faith. Friend, listen to me, you're already missing part of the sermon Stick with me now because this is for you and God is speaking because God wants to hear your prayers. But you've got to pray the prayer first and then God's hand opens up to you and he begins to bless and to give in a great and a wonderful way. Now this has been a and is a very short prayer. There's only about 57 or less Greek words But this prayer covers all of life and even heaven. In 57 Greek words, all of life is covered and heaven. I had to repeat that because I was afraid you may have missed it. You see, God is concerned about life and he's also concerned about life now and life everlasting, life in heaven. Would you put on the screen the Lord's Prayer? And I want you to read it. I know we pray it every Sunday morning. But I want you to read it now with me in unison. Together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now you'll notice I separated that last phrase, that last part, from the upper part. Simply because that last phrase, thine 
is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Is not in a lot of the original manuscripts. It was added in the second century by the early church. You see, when the early church, the early Christians, went through the Lord's Prayer. Now, Jesus gave us all, all the upper part. The church gave us, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. That last part was an addendum. It was attached. You see, what happened, the early church, the early believers, when they would pray this prayer, they became so filled with joy, praise, thanksgiving. They just couldn't stop and say, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if God does all that we've just prayed, all that is above the first part, if God does all of that, He is worthy of praise. He's worthy of thanksgiving. How can you pray a prayer and receive all of those blessings without saying thank you? Now notice how it starts out. It says, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It starts out with praise and it ends with praise. Again, I've mentioned, and I think I've been guilty of this too, coming to God with a big list of requests. God do this. God... Take care of these financial needs. God heal this person. God save that person. And the Lord is saying, praise him. Praise him. Praise him. He is worthy of all praise. Now, I I want you to keep looking at that prayer. I'm going to just briefly summarize. Notice how it starts. Our Father. That very first word, I preached a whole sermon on that first word. Our. It doesn't say my Father, but it is okay. A lot of times... In my private praying, I'm praying, my Father. But Jesus is wanting us to know that we're part of the family of God. It's our Father. He wants us to know that we've been redeemed, that we now belong to God, and we also belong to the church. When you give your hearts to Christ, you belong to the people of Christ. And he wants us to know who we belong to. We're not part of the kingdom of the world anymore We're part of the kingdom of God. And then the next word, Father, that's God's name, Father, that we all have the same dad in heaven. He's my dad, he's your dad, he's your dad, he's my dad. We are a blessed people. Now, when the early church prayed that prayer and began to think what they were praying, all of a sudden they burst forth. Let's let's keep going on. Now it says, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Thy kingdom come. Meaning, let the will of God, the kingdom of God, come into my life. I want to be a subject of that kingdom. I want God to sit upon the throne of my heart and rule and reign my, in my life. Well, the early church started thinking about what God had done and how Jesus had come into their heart. Well, they were on tiptoe praising the Lord because they're part of the citizens of heaven. Their name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You can't pray this prayer, or they couldn't at least, without all of this going through their mind. And this is exactly what Jesus would have us to remember and so much more. The kingdom to come, the will of God. The will of God is not being done in this kingdom of earth now. The will of God is not being done. This 
earth is being ruled by the lust of the eye, the lust of life, and the pride of life, the reasoning and the rationale of people. But there's coming a day when he's going to rule and reign. He'll be king of kings and lord of lords. That's enough to make any Christian stand up and give praise to the Lord. Somebody ought to say amen. 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 Then he says, give us this day our daily bread. Simply meaning that God takes care of our physical earthly life in its entirety. Then he goes on to say, and forgive us our debts. We have been forgiven. Now, what God has done for us couldn't have been done anywhere else. He has done this. We are forgiven. We are forgiven. And we also now have the power to forgive those who hurt us. And then it says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil or from the evil one. What you see on the screen is what is in the King James Version. And I like that one a whole lot. I really do. Deliver us from temptation. Friends, we're not strong enough to deliver ourselves or to keep ourselves from sin. But we know one who is. And then the early church went through all of that. They thought about it. They prayed about it. They had to rejoice as a result of what they were praying. And then they all stood and said, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Only your kingdom, only your power, only your glory could have done all of this for me and for the church that I'm a member of, the body of Christ. Praise be to the Lord forevermore. A number of weeks or months ago, Trish Greer sent me a little story about giving God praise. And it said this. I'm only going to read just part of it. It says, anything we celebrate multiplies. And then it goes on to say, appreciation is the vehicle of accumulation. We want to accumulate. We want to get more of everything that we enjoy and want. But we've got to appreciate what we already have had and express that appreciation and those gifts that God has given. And then it goes on and says, gratitude is the lift of attitude or altitude. So let's celebrate the Lord Jesus and we'll multiply his presence in our lives. Let's appreciate what God has given us and God will give us more. And then with gratitude, we'll have a lift into the heavenlies in our spirit and we won't be down and depressed and sad nearly so often. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. For nearly 20 centuries, the Lord's Prayer has been one of the most beloved and best-known passages in the Bible. As it is in heaven. Although it spans just five verses in the New Testament, its beauty and serenity reassures our heart, strengthens our resolve, and leads us into a personal relationship with God the Father. As part of the current series, A New Level of Prayer, based on the book by author Philip Keller titled, A Layman Looks at the Lord's Prayer, Pastor Jack Morris is expounding on the profound and eternal concepts found in these truths on this week's Healing Word broadcasts. And we would like to offer this special book to you 
for a financial gift of any amount. To receive your copy of The Layman Looks at the Lord's Prayer, simply email your requests to contact us at thehealingwordministries.com and a church representative will respond to your request to receive your copy for a financial gift of any amount. Again, send your email request to contact us at thehealingwordministries.com now to receive your book. Thank you for your prayerful support and may God bless you. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. I'm going to focus on the last part now. For thine. I like that word thine. It just seems like it's a little more sanctified than in the NIV. It says, for yours is the kingdom. For thine. We don't use that word much, but when we talk to the Lord, and so we're going to call him thine. For thine is the kingdom. The kingdom of God is now and it's also future. These are the things that we're to be thinking about when we pray the Lord's Prayer and when we begin to praise and give thanks to him. The kingdom of God is now. On one occasion, the Pharisees, who were hypocritical, they were religious outside. My, you, you would think that, well, excuse the honey wouldn't melt in their mouth. They were so religious. But inside, the, the Lord said, you're, you're whitewashed sepulchers. Inside, you're full of dead men's bones. So they asked Jesus, where is the kingdom? I'm paraphrasing now. Well, they were thinking that maybe king, the kingdom of God was geography. That uh, like you, you map out the state of Maryland and then the state of Pennsylvania. Where is your kingdom? Jesus said, the kingdom doesn't come with observation, but the kingdom of God is within you. Now, friend, there's something inside of you that will be no end. God has put eternity in your hearts. You're already part of eternity. Right now, you're living in eternity. When you die, you really won't die. You'll just move out of this life into the other life in a twinkling of an eye. You won't even know when it happened. It'll happen so fast. You are part of something great and wonderful, part of something that is eternal, And this is God's mercy and God's grace to us. Now the scripture says, when the kingdom of God becomes visible and the Lord comes, we will see the greatness of God and the majesty of God in all of God's glory. The scripture says the kingdom of God of this world has become the kingdom of our Christ and he will reign Forever and ever. But let me tell you something. Before he begins reigning then, he's going to have to start reigning now in your heart. Meaning you're going to have to submit and obey and let him be king of kings and lord of lords. I read in the Old Testament where the elders come to the Lord and they take the crown and they put the crown at the feet of Jesus. I read that and I thought... I know it was the Holy Spirit that helped me to think it through. Holy Spirit saying, before you cast your crown at his feet there, you're going to have to cast your crown at his feet here because what you are here is what you'll be there and what you're not here, you won't be there. Friend, come on, let's get ready for heaven. Let's get ready for that visible kingdom of God that is soon to come 
and coming very, very soon. The scripture says in Revelation chapter 19, heaven opens and he whose name is the word of God comes forth to rule the nations and his name is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Friend, somebody is your king and somebody is your Lord. And so it is with me, meaning somebody is ruling your life. In most cases, that somebody is me. I rule my own life. I want what I want, my own ambitions, my own goals, my own dreams. I just keep reaching for them and reaching for them and reaching for them. I need to reach for the kingdom of God. Open my heart and allow the kingdom of God to reach for me. And then my life will know that joy and that peace that passeth all understanding. Power, for thine is the kingdom and thine is the power. Look at that. Isn't that something? Thine is the kingdom and thine is the power. Power belongs to the Lord. He has power to forgive my sins. He has power to make me a new creation in him. Only he can do it. Where can I get my sins forgiven on this earth? Where can I find a new life in Christ? Could I go over to Johns Hopkins Hospital and say, hey, look in there. Transform my heart. Get the sin out of me. Or to the great universities of the world. There is but one. There is but one. And his name is Jesus. You see, he has power to cancel my sin. He has power to give me new life. He has power to infuse me with new life. And if Jesus tarries his coming and he doesn't come soon and I die and my body goes in the grave, he has power to resurrect my body out of that grave. He resurrected his own body and now within me and within you is resurrection power. Now when that early church began to go through that prayer and hear all of that in their hearts and in their mind, they couldn't help but praise the Lord and give glory to God because God has done all of these things. And then the last word, glory. For thine is the kingdom and the power. Oh, the power to save me, the power to keep me saved, the power to keep me and to lead me from temptation and from the evil one. For thine is the glory. Friend, it's time to give glory to God. He's done for us the great and the mighty, the wonderful and the holy. Oh, look again at this prayer. Look at it. Our Father, your kingdom, daily bread, forgiveness, leading us away from temptation and from the evil one, delivering us. Yes, thine is the kingdom. Thine is the glory. Thine is the power. This is what God is. Oh, there's, there's one more word. I've, I've, got to, I've got to look at that one more word, and then my sermon is finished. But this prayer that Jesus taught is never finished. And I hope that you will think about it, not just pray it, but with your mind and your thoughts, giving glory to the Lord. And that one more prayer is that one more word, amen. You see that word, amen? So let it be. In the Hebrew, that word simply means fixed 
true, unchangeable, divine certainty. Now, looking at that prayer one more time. Our. I'm in the kingdom of God. I'm in the church. The church is in me. That's fixed. That's true. That's unchangeable. That's a divine certainty. I belong to you. We belong to each other. That's forever fixed. Friend, you don't have to worry about the enemy taking you down. The only thing you have to worry about is you taking yourself down and separating you from the body of Christ. Listen, we want God to give priority to us. We need to give a little bit of priority to the church that he said that he's building. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The gates of hell are prevailing against some Christians who have forsaken the church and only acknowledge the church when it's convenient for them. And then they wonder, why are things going so wrong? All of this adversity. The gates of hell are prevailing against you, but not the church. (laughs) I'm getting excited. I've got to calm myself. Save some of this energy for the 11 o'clock people. Someone said he had me in mind when he preached that. Well, come back at 11 o'clock. I'll have you in mind again. (laughs) Thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Look at it. My father, your kingdom is forever fixed, forever settled, unchangeable. It's a divine certainty. Our daily bread, he's going to take care of it. You've been so taken up with taking care of yourself, maybe. Just maybe. I don't know who you are. But maybe you have. And in so doing, you're not very far off from people who are not saved because they're taken up with all of the material and financial things of the earth. But you're the kingdom of God. You're the people of the Lord. You belong to Christ. Give praise and thanks to him. Jesus himself is the amen. The scripture says in Revelation three fourteen, These are the words of the amen the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. He's fixed you. You're unchangeable. God is your father. That's a divine certainty. That's what that word amen. And that's why the early church had to say, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. And then they put the amen on it. Friend, are you able and are you willing to pray that prayer and submit to the kingdom of God and are you willing and able to put the amen saying what I have prayed is fixed forever settled in heaven it's a divine certainty and all the, the powers of darkness can't change it I have security that's what everybody's looking for right getting old age and having a good re- pension security friend listen to me You're going to die and leave it all behind anyway. (laughs) Lay hold to that which is eternal and everlasting. Say the amen to it. Amen. Amen. Prayer plays such a significant role in our Christian walk and allows us to draw closer to God. 
We hope that this series that focused on a new level of prayer has been a blessing. And don't forget about this week's special offer to receive a copy of the book, A Layman Looks at the Lord's Prayer, which is available for any gift given to support the Healing Word Ministry. Email the church at contact us at thehealingwordministries.com to request your copy today. Before we go, here's Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. The Largo Community Church continues to worship on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. by way of live streaming. If there was ever a time when we need the church and the Christians need one another, it's now. To view the live streaming worship, go to the church's website, largocc.org. That's L-A-R-G-O-C-C dot org. Click on Watch Live on Sundays and let's worship the Lord together. L-A-R-G-O-C-C dot org. Tune in tomorrow for the start of a new series as Pastor Morris looks at the Israelites who had been delivered from bondage in Egypt and how God prepared them to cross over into the land He had promised. Until then, blessings on you.